Good morning to all our listeners and welcome to the 12th episode of WePod brought to you by the business cluster of Ayan Vishakhapatnam. In today's episode, we have with us Mr. Dhruvam Thakur, who from driving his taxi in Ahmedabad to becoming the founder of the Smart Taxi, has proved that sheer dedication and determination can provide fruitful results. He first completed his mechanical engineering from Nirma University and then pursued a Bachelor of Business Administration degree from Sikkim Manipal University. He worked in the corporate for eight years, including his experience as an executive of planning and purchase at ABV and as a senior executive of supply chain management at Indostars Limited. The smart taxi aims to blend the hospitality of the airways industry and the comfort and luxury of a premium hotel and provide it while traveling in a cab. A very warm welcome to you, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on this platform. Thank you so much. So, sir, can you tell us what was the driving force that led you to quit your job and start with an entrepreneurial journey? So it is basically all has rooted uh, ultimately with the way I was born and brought up. Uh, so that is when my father actually, you know, all my, we are, I'm, we are, we are from a very normal uh, family. Where always, you know, uh, all the childs are taught or maybe all the siblings are taught uh, to value. Uh, there are a few virtues which we always need to follow. So there are a few guidelines what our parents have already very well inculcated in all of us. So as for that, we always believe in if there are certain uh, values and virtues we have to live life with. And if wherever you found any compromise into their values and virtues, uh, it is better not to be at that place and rather than creating your own place. That was the first, uh, you know, uh, moral because of which we started off, which I quit. Second into, thing is like whenever, whenever, you know, I, uh, I, it has a very cool, very well relevance with the past, what I was living because when I was a part of a corporate company, I used to travel a lot in a cab. I'm talking about the scenario which was in 2009-10 when cab industry was considered to be very unorganized, managed by uh, not so professional people. So they were little, very local guys, those who were operating, they, they used to wear chappal slippers and whatever clothes they have and they come to pick customers up. They drive them. No, we can't consider about the quality because there was uh, like, like very less qualitative cabs or very less qualitative experiences were available. Uh, not much hygiene, not so well-maintained cabs, behavioral-wise, driving speed, there, there was no limit at all. So that is when whenever I used to travel into that case, I always found an opportunity to that. Secondly, I also have, uh, you know, habit that whenever I travel with somebody, I always uh, interact with them. So I often interact with cab drivers. I found their life, uh, you know, what are the difficulties they are facing. And because of which I always have a very soft corner for these guys that I genuinely wanted to do something for them. Third thing is whenever I boarded a flight and whenever I stayed in a hotel, I found quality and hospitality levels are absolutely at a different standard. So it was always a thought which came to my mind in 2012 that why can't we merge all these three sectors together? That is a cab which is offering hospitalities like airways and features like Wellstar Hotel. That becomes the bottom line for the smart taxi. And I took four years for me to get courage that uh, finally to start in 2016. So that is the, these were the three factors which was playing a key role uh, in starting the journey and jumping from corporate world to entrepreneurship. So, sir, like talking about this courage part, uh, we see many people around us who have some startup idea, but are not very sure about its success upon the implementation. So how do you suggest one to overcome that fear? Actually, there people are often, uh, they have a lot of ideas. Everyone, we have different, different ideas available with us. Okay. But 
genuinely whenever if somebody is not implementing or not joining that idea or maybe not working on to it then till that time you can't assure that you know he will be or he or she will be successful so we always you know maintain need to uh, just have to have results available i mean we never for we should never focus on results and instead of that until and unless we jump into the entrepreneurship things works in entrepreneurship people often have a lot of ideas but in in morning they dream about the ideas but in evening everything gets scattered so that is not the way entrepreneurship works so if you have certain ideas you need to follow your passion you need to follow your idea you need to work on to that and until and unless you know as i said that there are a lot of things which may come up in between but you have to be prepared you have to be ready failures will come you have to learn from it and then you have to grow so that is how the startups works and that is what i would like to suggest to the people those who are dreaming but not taking any first step forward absolutely sir so uh, in one of your videos you have mentioned the financial crisis you were going through during the initial months of the company so during that critical stage did any second thought occur in your mind to take up a job and quit entrepreneurship and how should an entrepreneur deal with this situation see ma'am as i said that you know entrepreneurship is like about uh, a very big ocean stormy ocean i would say you are uh, into a very small boat full with potholes okay you have a bucket which is available with you but it, that is again uh, with potholes but still you have to continue your efforts you don't know what is the direction where you are going to travel but you need to continue secondly uh, as i said that yes there were financial crisis like uh, there were multiple emis got bounced we have operated our current account with zero balance for 6 months two times we were ready or maybe we were about to shut the company i i was very sure that now from tomorrow we are not going to operate this continue so all the scenarios have happened uh, into our past but there was something which was always pulling me from inside that no i should not quit i have to continue with this effort and i believe that since i was driving my passion because anyway driving has always remained my passion so i was i was followed by that passion and that is the reason whatever may be the failures came into our path we overcame all of all of that we again bounced back and that is how we have continued even till today as well that's quite inspiring sir uh, we see many businesses trying to be robust on technology front but the fact that you are handling such a massive operation without an app is something that intrigues me so how do you manage to do it see generally whenever uh, people always think as a startup because it is a era right now of technology i am not against any technological ad but uh, people always they they become so much dependent on technology that they always think agar if i do not have this technology available with me i'll not be able to do the business or a startup it is actually a very wrong mindset what an individual is caring because generally business always works on two things what i personally believe one is people and second is process so people that means your own resources your customers uh, your partners those who are supporting you and uh, uh, processes definitely you know if you have certain processes set right and then you can manage entire operations manually as well the intention why the smart tax is still not on app because of two things our positioning is entirely different people definitely they consider us like another model for uber or ola but we are generally not from that range we are absolutely playing in a different ground which i would say that it is quite on a higher side compared to them in terms of a price in terms of a quality standards in terms of a target audience we follow uh, target audience those whom we are catering to so the people those who are traveling with the smart taxi their core purpose or their core intention behind availing this services is 
to get absolutely best quality of service without any kind of a compromise so that is the core reason we have positioned ourselves into that zone rather than you know committing or rather than becoming an another model uh, for people to use for daily commutes like traveling from home to office or office to home or maybe from uh, cinema hall to your home or that is that that we are not into that range so we have set our prices we have set our set our strategies we have set our services everything is aligned to this vision so that we will be able to maintain the quality standards because we always believe that in a scale without compromising our course so from day one when i started this journey the ultimate car rental experience was our dream and was our motto at that point of time when we were traveling with when we were riding with one cab in one city today we are in 42 cities and more than 940 cabs with us but still the motto remains the same so that is what we believe so we believe in scalability we believe in growth but without compromising on our core and that is the reason you know till date we are following every ride is being monitored personally when you board the cab it is not like that what you generally see in in app based services that once you board the cab people they, they will just leave completely leave to the technology in case you have any issues you need to talk to chatbot in case you have any issues you don't have any call centers to call for whereas both the things we have very well addressed that we all our helplines are ivr free where you don't need to press any of the numbers you directly get connected once you dial the number and within 5 seconds you will be connected to executive yeah. second thing is whenever you are you know like whenever you are chatting there is somebody in a real life who is communicating with you it is not like a chat mode that he will keep posting on multiple options you need to reply and ultimately you will not get answer of your query so this is the personalized experience what we are trying to establish we are trying to keep our human touch alive and as per the survey 73% of our customers are booking the smart taxi because of our personal touch because of our personal yeah. focus and human touch what we are offering to them so that is the reason we are not on app till now uh, sir so like you have mentioned that uh, you have expanded to 42 cities so despite the ongoing pandemic how did you plan and execute the expansion of your business smart taxi from 17 cities before covid to 42 cities by the end of the year 2020 and in such a short span of time actually that that period at that point time when everything was standstill uh, we actually got an opportunity to reanalyze our entire processes we found lot of gaps into it so first we removed that gap that means it was a refinement phase for us secondly why we increase or why we speed up our processes to expand in different cities because of we were knowing that as soon as the things will get normalized people will again start traveling very fast so that is the reason we wanted to tap that opportunity too fast and that what we have decided is if we are keeping ourselves only to 17 cities by considering the pandemic and not expanding we may lose lot of opportunities what may come up in future when people start traveling so to tap that opportunities we have speed up our uh, you know expansion process we have connected with individuals available in local cities that is our channel partner because in channel partner also we have a different model it is not like any individual those who are holding a cab and a license can drive for us no we decide that who is going to drive for us we analyze them thoroughly in terms of their professionalism in terms of their value commitment in terms of their uh, car conditions in terms of their maintenance history in terms of their behaviors driving skills lot of checks we perform and once anybody is through with the check he or she only he or she can drive with us so that is the standards what we maintain because we never believe that let us onboard the or let us onboard the car increase the number and then give it to customer if some customer comes up with a feedback then we will take action no it is always a proactive approach or preventive measures approach what we have developed in our in our system and that is what we been follow till from day one till now 
Now coming to expansion, we have connected with the people to uh, just share a ratio. We were about, we were connecting around 2028 20, fleet partners. Fleet partners, I mean to say that they are not a single car owners. They are multiple car owners. They have their 5, 10, 20, 50, uh, that kind of a cars available with them. We were connecting with them and then analyzing them with their values, with their professionalism, how much they are confident about their services, what are their financial backgrounds, how much they are into this business. And finally, only one or two get sanctioned with us. So that is the entire process. So it is like 30 is to one ratio what we maintain right now. That if we are screening 30 partners, finally one will get selected with us and he or she is driving with us. So that is how the situation uh, at, this, at the smart taxi. So all this medium during this time, everybody was standstill. So they were not having any routine operations available with them. And we got that opportunity and we have analyzed and we have tapped that. So that is the reason we have increased our uh, scalability. Now coming to uh, the business part, uh, actually pandemic has actually given a lot of opportunities to us to uh, relook our business models. As I stated, we earlier before the pandemic, we were majorly B2B company wherein 90% of our revenues were coming from organization types. So, and 10% were from individual customers. Now, during these opportunities, we implemented two services, which actually turned entire revenue models. Okay. And that because of which we able to, we are, we were able to survive during this pandemic time as well. The first one was EMI, uh, car rental on EMI. So that we became the first company probably in India who introduced the car rental services on EMI. The reason was very simple. Whenever somebody was traveling from one place to another place, as you know that we are on an outstation journey, majorly we provide outstation services where people travel 500, 600 or 1000 kilometers with us. So bills were very high. So they were, and in uh, parallelly, we were hearing a news that there are people, those who are getting uh, pay cuts, uh, their uh, jobs are not secure. So that is the reason we came up with something as a mediate idea that why can't we introduce something where people, they can continue the travel, reach back to their home and still pay on an installment. And EMI was the only option for us, which was left. Within five days, we tied up with seven banks through a mediator. And finally, we introduced that services within five days. So within this five days, we changed our entire strategy. Second uh, thought, what we introduced is we were not remain only a cab company. But at that point of time, we found that there were a lot of ambiguities playing around in the market when people need to travel. So they were not about, they were not aware about the norms, which is applicable because every state was operating uh, with a different norms. And that is the reason we took out our entire time within three, four days, we made a document ready. And then finally we introduced the services wherein we were not only providing cab services to the people, but we were also providing assistance on where to apply the, uh, where to apply the permission how to apply the permission, what are the norms which are applicable for the respective state and that is how we have grown. So these are the few strategies which we have implemented and because of which we were able to survive during the pandemic time and even expand as well. That's quite insightful, sir. And as the saying goes, every crisis brings with it a great business opportunity. So like you have truly leveraged that business opportunity for your business. And uh, so, sir, we are almost at the end of this podcast. But before that, any advice you'd like to give to the young people out there who aspire to be entrepreneurs someday? See, actually, generally, whatever the advice, generally, when, wherever people ask this question to me, I always say only two or three things to them. Number one is, see, entrepreneurship is always, should be centric around providing a solution to an individual for self, solving their real life problems. That is the first agenda. Nowadays, people are always running behind valuations, market shares, 
uh, you know, uh, then uh, faster growth. So these things have actually deteriorated the core purpose of the entrepreneurship. But generally, if you are focusing on to the core, which I stated that, you know, the, the solution of providing the services or to, to solve a real life problem, definitely you are going to get growth. Your growth might be small, but it will definitely be a sustainable one. Coming to second one, one uh, uh, he or she always need to start the business in which they are the most passionate about. People often copy someone else's idea. They retweet or uh, retweak a bit. And then finally, you know, they, they, they come up with the solution or they, they introduce this. So they just see that that individual is operating with so much of good margin. He's having very good volumes. And then finally, they also copy their models and introduce. But at certain point of time, believe me that when you are copying someone else's passion, which is not yours, once one failure or two failure, you will definitely be able to sustain. But on third failure, you will again turn back. So that is the major reason why startups are, you know, majorly failing within their first years. Those who are able to survive first years, they are failing in three years. And those who are failing in three years, they are hardly able to complete their five years. So when you leave their passion, it will drive you from inside. It will help you bounce you back from all your failures. And third and the most important thing, which majority of the startups is doing. See, you might have seen there are a lot of basic businessmen around us who purchase at one rupee at a cost and selling at one point one rupee and five pesa. So that five pesa is his margin. This strategy may look stupid to many of the things or maybe to very old age school, but it works superbly well in, in terms of a growing because when you're when you're trying to sell something which is lower at your purchase cost, you are making an expense. So that means that expense keep on increasing. Like if what I consider is if you are selling at one rupee, uh, if you are buying at one rupee and selling at seventy five paisa, twenty five paisa is your expense. So when people will keep on buying, no worries. That is right. You will scale up very fast. You will get a lot of number of sales because of your reduced in the price. But when you try to change the price, you will lose maximum of the customers because they are with you only because you are offering them at a reduced price. If somebody and price is, is something which can be beaten by anybody. So if tomorrow somebody else is starting selling at 70 paisa, people will definitely jump to it. So always develop a product or a service where people love to try you or people love to buy you because of your qualities, because of your standards, because of your values, what you are offering to them. Because if somebody is connected to you with your values, he or she hardly gets switched to another brand. So that means you will get a repetitive sales you will get a better margin from the customers and they will also be a very delightful so that they will pass on references to different people and they will again keep on buying to you. So these are the three advices what I like to give to the audience. Thank you so much, sir, for your words of wisdom. I'm sure our listeners will learn a great deal from this interaction, as have I. On this note, I would like to conclude the 12th episode of our podcast series. Once again, on behalf of I am Vishakha Patnam, I would like to thank you for taking out your valuable time and addressing our enthusiastic student cohort. Thank you to all our listeners and have a great time. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you.